0: So there's actually a movie. I know you were telling me all about it, so if you're interested, um, there is a movie out there that kind of talks about the background to this last song uh, that we're going to talk about as part of our Christmas series. Uh, I heard the bells on Christmas Day. Now, it's pretty cool, and I feel kind of terrible because I forgot to ring the bells this morning. Um, But we actually normally do that. We ring the bells uh, on a normal Sunday. But uh, back in, in the day, the ringing of the bells kind of began the Christmas celebration. That was kind of what said, hey, it's time to start celebrating. So I don't know how many of you did any sort of gift exchanging uh, yet for Christmas, but it was kind of cultural that you wouldn't exchange gifts until the bells would ring and so there was kind of this big deal when the church bells would ring um, and so the, the song was written kind of as a reflection around some of that and the, the grief that's going on that a Longfellow was experiencing in life and so we say Merry Christmas um, and I think we can all agree that sometimes the reality is we recognize the merriness of a time of year like this but uh, there's also difficulties and complexities that come with it Um, I was kind of working through, you know, preparing a message for this morning and kind of talking through these things. And then yesterday, uh, I'm out shoveling the sidewalks in the freezing cold, and Bree comes to the front door. She's like, I need you to come inside. And I go inside, and she's like, presents the situation. Our furnace went out in the back of our house. And I was like, instantly went to like, I'm frustrated. I'm irritated. This is a terrible time for this. It's cold. We're supposed to have people coming over, and all the plans change for the day. And, it was like, and I, I just stopped and I was like, wait a minute, don't let a dumb furnace rob the joy of Christmas, right? And that's uh, the reality. There's sometimes there's frustrating things. Maybe you guys have some of those. I know uh, that even on Christmas, sometimes the merriness doesn't always feel so merry. Uh, if you have exchanged gifts, maybe it's uh, the simple illustration of it. it might be uh, you ever open a gift from someone that you're like, hmm. You know, it's like, you're like, maybe not the most exciting thing that I was looking forward to. I always uh, knew uh, growing up, we'd always get a a present from one of our family members that was always the rummaging through the old closet and the, the drawers and old packages of sticky notes and pens and all those things. You're always like, thanks, you know, and you put a smile on and in your head, you're kind of thinking, okay, how can I dispose of this without offending anybody? You've been there. Don't, don't be blaming me. I know you've been there, all right? We're going to be honest. So that's, that's the simple side of it. The more complex side of it is we uh, celebrate times of year like this when you know, maybe you're, you're stuck in the tension of being happy and, and wanting to have fun and celebrate, and you're also wrestling with hard new realities, Uh, Maybe a furnace went out. Uh, Maybe this is the first Christmas without a loved one. I know that our family is going through that. And there's other families part of our church that that's a reality, you know. And so you're, you're stuck in the tension of you want to enjoy, but it's different. And it's difficult at times to uh, kind of wrestle with those things. And that's just the, you know, I'm not saying that to be like, hey, you ignore the difficulties of life. But I'm saying it because that is uh, reality. And the reality of the Christmas message uh, that we celebrate this time of year isn't, isn't a message that just dismisses those things. I think it's a message that really speaks into those things if we allow it to. And so um, this morning we're going to spend a little bit of time just for a, a minute talking about this song. I heard the bells. On Christmas Day, so if you got your bulletin there's a I had it printed on the the sheet in there, the lyrics to the song um, because I, as we worked through the first couple of these songs, I was like you kind of referenced to things and realized we didn't necessarily have those uh, available for you to look at. So if you were to pull those out and see the lyrics of the song, you you were forced to wrestle uh, with and and Henry Longfellow did these difficult realities. So uh, the video that we showed kind of presented a little bit of that, kind of showed you a little bit of a glimpse into the, the context surrounding this. But Henry Longfellow was a man that uh, many, 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 many years ago um, on a Christmas morning was dealing with some of those complexities, um, some of those difficulties of life. His, uh, his wife, Died after a, an accident involving a fire that he was trying to put out, trying to save her, uh, but he wasn't able to do that. And, and as a matter of fact, he got hurt so bad in the midst of it that he wasn't even able to attend his own wife's funeral. That has a big impact on somebody so he becomes the widowed follow, father of six children the youngest of which actually died in, a, in infancy and so here's this man wrestling with these things and then two years after his wife's death civil war in the heat of everything that's going on his oldest son Charles secretly goes and enlists in the military and goes off to fight and gets hurt and he received, receives a, a message back saying your son's been wounded in battle and uh, the initial reports were it's not looking so good and so here's this guy quite frankly that's a lot to to kind of process and go through and so the the Video that we watched said, right, he has a, a poet's voice silenced by grief. And so he had quit writing. This famous uh, poet, this guy writing all these poems and songs, and he had stopped writing as he wrestled with these things. And I think um, if we're honest, there's times in our lives where we can relate to some of that stuff, where it's like the, the difficulties of life can seem to come in and they throw such a wrench in things that the things maybe we enjoy or love to do is just you kind of step back and he fell into a deep depression and just wrestling with this and wondering why and having to deal with these difficult new realities but his son encouraged him to continue writing and so on a christmas morning he sat down and you can just kind of picture i didn't see the movie did you go see the movie you haven't seen the movie, so um, I hear though that it is good. So I'm I'm actually interested to go see it. But um, I picture I picture the man um, sitting at a window, hearing the the bells, and that's what the the opening lyrics say, right? I heard the bells on Christmas Day. Their old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth goodwill to men so you can kind of picture this town square couldn't you where the, the bells are ringing and people are out in times in the in the square and and they're singing these christmas carols and there's smiles and there's there's happiness and there's joy and then there's a man saying i, I just i'm not feeling the joy of christmas and that's what he, he wrestles with here in the um, Third verse, and that third uh, paragraph down, if you're looking at those things, And in despair I bowed my head, there's no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. So there's this conflicting nature that he's wrestling with of the, the message and the celebration of Christmas and the circumstances of his life and the life of the, the nation around him in the midst of all that's uh, going on. And it kind of drew my attention. So I, I said last night at the Christmas Eve service, uh, we were in Galatians chapter four uh, for Christmas Eve, not a super popular uh, Christmas Eve passage. Um, so we're gonna kind of keep that thread going and we're gonna go to Psalm 43 uh, this morning, uh, also not super popular in terms of a, a Christmas passage in the scriptures, but um, just the the stuff that this song brings up and, and works through, I, I kind of drew my attention to Psalm 43 because the psalmist is writing. In the first couple verses, he kind of presents uh, the problem that he's facing. Vindicate me, O God, defend my cause against an ungodly people, from the deceitful and unjust man. Deliver me. It says, for you are the God in whom I take refuge. Why have you rejected me? And so, uh, why do I go about mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? And so, uh, the psalmist is kind of reflecting on, man, what a what a difficult time of life. To the seemingly, it seems to the the psalmist that God's even rejected and just kind of abandoned the situation. Here's hopes hopes lost. What's going on, God? Right here's the problem. And then, uh, verses three and four of the short psalm uh, kind of plead for God to intervene, right? When we find ourselves in those moments, we're always like, Lord, would you do something? Would you step in? And so the psalm says, send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. Then I will go to the altar of God, to my God, my exceeding joy, and I will praise you with the lyre, oh God, my God. And then it's, it's verse 5 that kind of begins to to capture this, uh, this idea for us. Why are you cast down, O oh, my soul? Why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. And that's what Longfellow wrestled with in the song and, and kind of invites us to do as we sing it, and uh, today even, that um, following his uh, in despair I bowed my head recognizing these things he says yet uh, pealed the, the bells more loud and deep God is not dead nor doth he sleep the wrong shall fail the right prevail with peace on earth good will to men then ringing singing on its way the world revolved from night to day a voice a chime a chant sublime of peace on earth good will to men so I just wanted to offer a, a couple points of encouragement to us this morning that Um, especially when it comes to Christmas, that uh, we stop and we actually hear the message of Christmas. Because as we look at the opening lines of this song, I heard the bells of Christmas, they're old familiar carols play. It can be easy for us sometimes to kind of just get caught up in, yeah, I, I get it, I know, you know, Luke 2, Matthew 1, uh, yeah, Jesus, Isaiah 9, you know, we, we look into these, these passages and these, these messages that are so familiar to us that sometimes they can lose their significance. And so here, here's a man as he writes this song that we're still singing all these years later, looking at these, listening to these old carols play. Yeah, I, I hear the message. But the significance of it, the importance of it, was kind of lost on him. So I encourage us. It's not about uh, always trying to find the, the new spin to put on Christmas. Bill, you were a pastor for a lot of years, and every year when Christmas comes up and, and preaching meetings, it's always a, how, what are we doing for Christmas this year? Are we doing the same old you know, shepherds and wise men? or the same story? How do you, what are we going to do that's unique and fun? And it's not really about putting a new spin on Christmas. It's an old, old story. It's a great story. It's a significant story. The significance isn't found in presenting it in new ways. The significance is found in us actually slowing down to consider and to hear what the message is. So last night... And for those of you who weren't here, we were uh, talking about how when the fullness of time had come, that the, the Christmas story, Jesus' story, didn't start in the stable, didn't start at Christmas, but that's just part of it. His story had been going for a long, long time. We talked about all the scriptures being his story, from the very beginning, pointing to him. right? And so this great significance of what it is, so as we celebrate Christmas, it's, let's let's slow down. Let's actually ponder and that was one of the things we uh, just kind of said there's a lot to ponder there's a lot to consider and I know that Christmas can be busy and hectic and I know that you guys have lots of stuff going on but I hope you'll find some time to stop and actually consider the Christmas story to to really ponder the truths of it and the impact uh, that it's had because as, uh, as Longfellow did this, as Henry Longfellow did this, he stopped and he was reflecting on just the despair of his own life. And then he's like, but you know what? God's not dead. God doesn't sleep. There is hope. While, while it may seem like there isn't, while it may seem like the world's falling to shambles, whether out there or in my own life, God's involved, and that's the great blessing of Christmas—that God's not so disconnected from His creation. He entered into it; He came into it; He took on flesh. There's massive implications for these things, and so some great hope to be found in all of it. And then uh, the, the kind of final encouragement, especially coming from Psalm 43, is to hope in God. Hear, hear the message of christmas and then hope in god so that's verse five why are you cast down oh my soul right here's this this dreadful situation that god seemingly it feels like god's out of the picture that he's not doing anything where where have you gone what's going on why am i mourning why am i grieving all these things and he says you know, why are you cast down there's like this what what do i really have to be upset about oh my soul and then he says, why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God. And sometimes we need to tell ourselves that because maybe the feelings aren't there. Maybe the, the emotions of all these things, it's like, okay, how, how is this going to work out? You know, how, how is God working in all these situations? Hope in him. Sometimes we need to say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to live based on the circumstances. I'm going to live with hope in the Lord. And, and I shall again praise his name, my salvation and my God. Because the message of Christmas is one that, it, if we understand it, it lifts our gaze up from just the world around us and causes us to look to our Savior, the one who, who came, the one who is, transcends just the circumstances of life. He's greater than. There's a great hope to look beyond the here and now. And so I'll close uh, kind of with, with this idea. So that On Christmas, I'm going to ask you is one of the, the final verses, and I don't think it made it onto our, our sheet of paper uh, this morning say do you hear the bells they're ringing not literally but do you hear the, the bells and the hope and the joy of Christmas they're ringing the life the angels singing so let's open our hearts let's hear them peace on earth good will to men And let's uh, allow the message of Christmas to transform the despair of the world around us into great delight in in the sovereignty and hope that God brings us. Amen?